Hello and welcome to Docupied, podcast about anime, manga, light novels, and industry news. I'm your host, Brandon, otherwise known as DocPay, and it's been a little while since I've been able to do an episode, but it's kind of what happens when you buy a house, move in, and gotta do a bunch of house, new house projects, set up a new office space, and I definitely haven't had time to uh, really get the recording set up perfect, but this will work. I have some time this week. I've been able to kind of catch my breath, so time for a new episode. I was actually really torn about what I wanted to talk about on this one. There's a couple new light novel series from uh, J Novel Club that I wanted to cover, but next week. This week, I actually finally got around to watching Eden on Netflix, and I figured, hey, well, let's talk about that. I also saw the Knights of Sidonia finale film, and I was considering talking about that one, but maybe another week might make more sense to cover the series as a whole. And to do that, I have to rewatch the first two seasons because it's been many years at this point. Anyway, no, I digress there. We're back. We're going to talk about anime this week. And I think I've got uh, a light novel I want to chat about next week, at the very least, one I was pretty excited for. Okay, anyway, so ironically, this is on the heels of a couple. Netflix licensing announcements that I was pretty annoyed about, but you know, whatever is what it is. <laughs> uh, so this week we are talking about Eden, an actual Netflix original anime series animated by uh, a collaboration between studios or Cubic Pictures and CG, CG Studio Inc., which is uh, Taiwanese based. It's directed by Yasushiro Irie, who you will know as the director of uh, FEMA Brotherhood. There's still quite a like generally prodigious staff and cast on this, so I'm not going to go ahead and name them all. Uh, you can look that up if you're curious. But one I will point out is the soundtrack was scored by Kevin Penkin. And that is, of course, something I'm going to point out, because I've loved everything he's put out and... Ever since, you know, I was blown away by the Maiden Abyss soundtrack, there isn't a Kevin Penkin soundtrack that doesn't garner my attention at this point. But anyway, let's get into Eden. Eden is a four-episode ONA. Netflix listed as season one, but I believe it's complete. Or at the very least, there's been no announcement or uh, intention to continue or make more that I've seen yet. It is an original story, so it is not... An adaptation of anything. The four episodes are all like 25-ish minutes, so in total it's a little over an hour and a half, about 100 minutes, which puts it right around the standard range for like a film length. And that might be one of the first points I want to make here. I don't really understand why they did not just make this a movie. Okay, I'll get into that in a little bit when I start talking about the story and some of the things I thought with it <laughs> is, the, is how I'll put it. Uh, so overall, let's just let's start with my impression of this, get that out of the way, and then I can dive into each segment kind of like I normally do. So right off the bat, I did enjoy this. It's only four episodes. It, it does not take enough time that no matter what, you're, you're not going to come out of this feeling like you wasted your time. I enjoyed it. There's a lot to like about it. There are a lot of aspects that I'm likely going to 
I'll talk about, but I let slide in my own personal like evaluation of whether I like it or not, but I'll bring them up anyway. So it's, it's enjoyable. It is not anything that I'm like screaming from the rooftops over how good it is. It's not bad at all. And I am glad I watched it. I know that really doesn't sound like a resounding endorsement. And I would maybe say, depending on the audience or, you know, your preferences, it'll vary on whether or not this is something like worth checking out or starting for you. Let's start with the description. It's a post-post-apocalyptic sci-fi kind of adventure series, story. Here's just the wiki description. A thousand years after humans disappeared from Earth, a gleaming monolithic city known as Eden 3 is inhabited solely by artificial intelligent robots whose former masters vanished long ago, although they continue to grow agricultural produce. On a routine assignment on the surrounding farmland, two maintenance robots accidentally awaken a human baby girl, Sarah Grace from Stasis, questioning their belief that humans were a forbidden ancient myth. Together, the two robots secretly raise Sarah in a safe haven outside Eden 3. And this is kind of what I mean by post-post-apocalyptic or apocalypse story. It's that humans destroyed the Earth, there was a project in place, or we start off in a world that has recovered from that. It is populated entirely by robots, and then boom, a human shows up in this robot-only world. If you're thinking to yourself, hmm, that sounds familiar, well then you're like me and you have watched and read your fair share of sci-fi. This is by no means a new or a original or unique premise for a story, uh, especially one of these like robots, humans, sci-fi story. And this is kind of what I meant by your mileage may vary on whether or not this story or this series is going to be interesting for you. Now, obviously, I talk about these in what I generally personally try and think of as a spoiler-ish free way. So I'm not going to talk about any of the major plot points, although realistically, it is a very straightforward story that is not hard to pick up on what's going on very quickly, especially if you've watched enough sci-fi or read enough sci-fi of similar plots and stories and characters. So what I will say is that this story is not going out of its way to do something new or unique. Uh, now, an interesting, there was an interview with the producer who talked about how this story, uh, the concept for it was originally developed in like 1998. And that makes a lot of sense in context. Since then, we've had 20 years of story that have tread this ground a few times and it really would have fit in in that late 90s vibe of robots versus humans in a world that was you know destroyed by humans and that kind of thing ai very more like i, I think that's kind of something that was a lot more prevalent especially in the 90s we still see stories like that today uh, decadence is a good example but anyway eden follows in that tradition i guess we'll say so our story is just, it's well enough crafted, I would say. It's only four episodes long, the length of kind of a normal or like a shorter film. Not short, you know, it's like 100 minutes. It's kind of normal film length. 
And I think they do a pretty good job overall of telling a coherent story. But I definitely think this was something that I wish had two hours worth of runtime or even a more traditional, a full 12 episode count story or, you know, 10, just a few more episodes in episode one, you know, they go from finding Sarah as a baby to her being like a rebellious teenager. And so we miss out on all of that growth period. And then between episode two and three, it feels like we definitely could have had some additional world and character building. Like there just feels like there was a lot more they could have been able to do. I mean, clearly there was a lot of thought and work put into condensing whatever this original story or thought was into these four episodes, but it does cause some of the characters to feel underdeveloped, the world underexplored, and some of the plot points to be very obvious or maybe a little forced because there's only so much runtime and you got to check those boxes. Not to say, again, to say it's not bad or well-crafted with the runtime it has, but I do think being only four episodes turned it into a bit of a more shallow story for the kind of theme or like point the story ends up trying to make in the end. Which, if you know anything about any of these like post post apocalyptic stories set where humans are gone and but there's actually they're not, and the question is, do we bring them back? You know, they fuck the world up and really mess things up, so they do they deserve to come back? And that's kind of the one of the big questions our protagonist Sarah has to like grapple with is, are humans worth? A, saving, and B, allowing to rejoin Earth and the robots currently there. Again, thematically, very well-tread ground, and that's fine. But really, just don't go into this expecting groundbreaking stuff. So, okay, um, that's that's a lot of the story. I can't get into too many more details, um, especially there's a bit of... There is a fairly contrived plot moment, you know, during the climax of the film that I won't get into, but you'll definitely pick it out, I would say, um, if you watch it. So character-wise, there really aren't that many characters, but we have our, I guess, main protagonist, Sarah Grace. She is the only human in the world. Our two robot parents, A37 and E92, find her in like a cryopod she wakes up and robotic parental comedy ensues for a little while and that's that's kind of the kickoff point we have our our mom and dad robots trying to raise this human and you know there's quite a few really enjoyable like sequences there of them trying to figure out how to how to recharge how how do humans recharge or everything you might imagine a robot who has never met a human and doesn't really know much about them would react to now suddenly having to raise and take care of a little human baby. We have our antagonist, uh, Zero. He is in charge of Eden 3, along with all of his security robots. And he's this like jet black with 
red lighting robot, you know, very kind of evil looking. He's even got this badass cape who is trying to clamp down on all of the uh, human activities or any robots who believe in humans or want anything to do with human stuff. There are other characters, a few other robots of note, but those four are our main cast. I mean, there's only four episodes. There's really only so much room for characters in the story. Again, given the runtime, Sarah is largely underdeveloped, I would say. Unfortunately, she goes from baby to kind of rebellious teenager, and then rebellious teenager who gets called to action on an adventure to do stuff back in Eden 3, gets in a conflict, has some moments like there's, she has a little bit of predictable growth and has to grapple with some like very well grappled with questions in these works. She's charming enough and I do like some of the robotic quirks and habits that she picks up cursing and robot or responding to things with like affirmative um i should mention i watched this in japanese i did not watch the english at all but from what i have heard and read and based on the talent and the people involved in the english dub it sounds like it's quite good i mean david tennant plays the dad robot neil patrick harris plays zero so like yo but i watched in japanese because yeah I mean, I also understand that language, so it's kind of a default. I didn't even think to check the English one until after, and I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, what that means is watch whichever one you like, whichever one you prefer. You want to listen to English, you want to listen to the Japanese, go ahead. I'm sure they're both equally great. The setting, I do wish we had gotten to explore it a bit more. We see some glimpses of some of the world you know, both outside of Eden 3 and outside of the safe haven that Sarah and her parents end up living at or growing up in. But again, just not enough runtime to justify spending any of it on, you know, Sarah's adventures exploring her surroundings. So that's kind of the stories and (laughs) that's kind of the story and the characters. The animation is 3D CG. The background art is all hand-drawn, so it does create, like, there is a nice, beautiful world to be seen here in Eden and around it. It's very colorful and vibrant. I think the CG doesn't get in the way at all, uh, especially on all of the robots who make up the entirety of the cast, along with Sarah, and I think they do a good enough job with the character animation on her, you know, given she's basically the only real human character. Overall, I I would say animation-wise, the CG is better than some of Netflix's other efforts, so don't let that aspect, like, scare you away at all. And especially because the, like, background art is quite nice, the world is, is very vibrant and colorful, and during some of the flashbacks, dark and destroyed, you know. Then there's the music. Kevin Penkin knocked it out of the park again with, I've used this example before, but I think his soundtrack for um, Rising of a Shield Hero, for example, was, I don't want to say too good for this show, but there were certainly plenty of times in that show where the soundtrack was 
a lot better or what's the best way to put this? But like the music was occasionally overshadowing what was going on in the scene because it was so good and the scene or the like what was going on in the show was so eh. And I think Eden has a couple of those moments where like there's this beautiful background music during a scene that isn't quite living up to the music. That's not to say it's like mismatched or anything like that. I, I think it's a wonderful score for the series that does a really good job of adding on to the beautiful world that we get to see. But there is something to be said for when the world, the story, and the actual like scenes match up perfectly with his fantastic soundtrack. And something like Maiden Abyss is the perfect counterexample to that, where it is an absolute beautiful collaboration between music and story at pretty much every instance, in my opinion, which is one thing that makes it such a good example. And then again, on the opposite spectrum, I feel like Rising of the Shield Hero doesn't always live up to the music. And I feel like Eden has a couple of those moments. And I can also say that I have listened to the soundtrack a few times ahead of watching this show. I knew it was a Kevin Penkin soundtrack, so obviously I got it and listened to that. And so I was already kind of somewhat familiar with some of the score. And then watching it, maybe that changed my appreciation or evaluation of the music in the context of some of the scenes. I don't know. I don't often do that. Uh, but you know, that's how I at least felt about the music. It's fantastic to kind of bring this back around and wrap things up. I mentioned this kind of early on, but I do think the story suffers from being four episodes and being split into episodes rather than being a movie. It cuts in some weird places and ways. There is some odd like pacing in regards to how the episodes are, are broken up, in addition to the breakneck speed of the actual plot once that kicks off, um, once kind of the call to action happens in episode two, I do think the series suffers a little bit, comes off a little more shallow than it probably wanted to, just as a result of not having that long of a runtime. It doesn't mean the story still isn't kind of well constructed for what it has. I just, I wish it had been able to spread its wings a little more. And breaking it up into episodes, I don't really see how that served the story in this case. All of this kind of means to say that it comes off as, I'd hate to say like a show for kids, but it's definitely something that I'm sure anyone can enjoy. I enjoyed it. But if you've seen, you know, your fair share of or even a few sci-fi works in similar type settings or stories with overlapping themes, this is all going to feel very familiar and very light or like surface level in comparison to some of those others, which gives it a more kid-friendly vibe. So if you're, for example, new to sci-fi or haven't seen that many other like similar robots versus human stories, or you have kids or anything of that nature, you want to show this to someone who isn't 
who doesn't have a ton of time or isn't super into anime or sci-fi, I think this is a really great like potential short thing to get them on and give them a try, have them try. But if you're kind of deeply entrenched in sci-fi like I am, it doesn't tread any new ground. It doesn't have to, but just know that going in that you're not looking for this revelatory experience in Eden. The story is basically complete, just for reference. I know I said Netflix calls it like a season one, but it is a finished work. There's definitely room to expand or do more. There's almost always room for that, even when there really isn't, or when you think there isn't. There's always room. Someone can always do something more. Looking at you, Code Geass. So I think this is a pretty good introduction to sci-fi or this like robot human dynamic for anyone who's like new to that whether they be adult or child and for more hardcore sci-fi fans it's four episodes it's worth a look it's worth watching at the very least it's not some blow me away thing and i do wish it was formatted in a better way more as just a, just turn it into a film i don't know why they had to have episode breaks because it created some odd like pacing and cutting and editing that I don't think needed to happen, but I digress on that point. It is just a four-episode mini-ish series. I'm honestly not sure what to call it, but there's definitely a lot to like and enjoy about Eden. I would say either not in spite of its well-tread themes and story and characters, but if you're someone who's constantly seeking out kind of fresh new ideas or things that haven't been told before. This is this is not that at all. If you're looking for a nice, enjoyable, lighthearted, well, lighthearted sort of, um, but not super deep with some nice, colorful art and character animation along with a wonderful soundtrack, yeah, give Eden a watch. It is only four episodes and about 100 minutes long in total. It's a pretty low investment. It's the length of a movie. Anyway, I think I've rambled enough about this. Um, said about all I can or feel like saying on it. <laughs> That's Eden. You can watch it on Netflix. Four episodes long. If you're interested, go. I'll link it in the description of the podcast, but you can go read the interview with the producer about how this series came to be, which I do think is actually really interesting. And there is something worthwhile and it having been made from you know the context of the interview and i am glad i got to see it and i'm also really glad that the soundtrack exists because i can listen to that over and over forever from now on um i will never say no to <laughs> adding to my kevin pankin playlist so please keep that up anyway that's going to be it for this episode thanks for listening you can follow my twitter i am doc pay for updates and please if you liked occupied leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Can't leave a review there? Go do it on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Every review helps. I'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.